go-to man. Israel Dalau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and joining me, uh, similarly to last week, I have one winning and one losing Dale, uh, brother, in terms of their fantasy fixtures for round four. Harry, how are you feeling this Monday evening? Uh, a bit gutted, mate. Down to the top dog this year, seventh place from 2018, Wiley. That didn't all go my way, but Can we needless to say... That's it. Yeah, no, huge. Four from four huge. with James but, Wiley. There but we go. needless to say, I still have the fourth top score, so I trust my team. We'll come good. All right. Well, yeah, you were talking a lot of smack about how you were still in it uh, in the group chat this week. Um, Saturday afternoon, I was. Just want to confirm the results came out, and you weren't. You, were, you really weren't in it. You lost by a lot. Yeah, I went to bed and woke up, and it was not looking pretty. <laughs> Nelson, what about you? Chirpy and Nelson? Look, to be honest, I think I'm where I deserve this season at the moment with some performances, but I'm just happy to be on the board. I'm happy to have a win. I've lost when I was coming fourth. I've won when I was coming fifth. What do you mean? So I think it breaks even. I was going to say, you have clawed your way all the way all from the, the bottom, all the way up yeah. to seventh. That's it could be the high point of your season. There's, there's very been, probably, yeah. There's been some points that have been very, very close to getting some bonus points, which has hurt a little bit. But, I mean, now that I've got my first win, the sky's the limit. Mm, disagree. Close enough is not good enough, Nelson. Um, I'll take Harry. Give me four weeks, I'll be beating Harry. Is that when you play him next? I think it's more than that. I don't want to say. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Wow. Chicken down. Guess what we've got this week? You have Wiley, the top of the table. I don't care, mate. You just said four weeks. weeks. That's true. That was the quickest rescind of a challenge ever. Six weeks. Six weeks. All right. Anyway, gents, let's move on. Let's get the plugs out of the way. We are at Draft Rugby on everything Facebook, Twitter, IG. Be sure to get after us on those and chuck some banter our way. Uh, also, check out the articles on the website and blog. Um, the Casualty Ward, Harry posted it on Sunday. Posted I it. did. Uh, and we'll continue to update it as uh, there's a few um, injuries this week that will need updates when they get scans and whatnot, when further information comes out. Uh, the Fantasy Round and Review, I promise this week, will be up well before Friday. Um, Wednesday, and even. Yeah, I just meant it was out Friday last week. So anything before Friday is a win, really, <laughs> in my books. Um but, uh, yeah, and then hopefully we'll get a, a stock market and a feature article this week. Um, look, the team was just really short on time last week, um, particularly, uh, so with regards to getting out of articles, but particularly with Harry and Nelson both giving up their weeks to help out the Save Our Sons charity walk. How did that end up going, guys? It was a long week. They raised uh, almost a million dollars. I think they might have just cracked so a million today. Yeah, I think the walkers have been half a mil, plus all sponsors, everything else. It's been about a mil. That's, that's a solid effort. So awesome for Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. Very, very good. And how much money did you crowdsource for Draft Rugby at the same time? Uh, to be honest with you, everything I crowdsourced went straight into my personal booze collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We had free drinks. Yeah. Free drinks. <laughs> oh, Excellent. Very good. No. Wait, wait. Can we clarify? We did not do that with donations. <laughs> Other people at the charity bought us drinks. We did not use charity money. Look, it's ne- a legit charity. Just like making a trade, you'd never trust these guys with anything. But um, Rough. anyway, apparently, apparently they did well this week. So, look, uh, getting struck into the pod for Entree this week, we're going to review Fantasy Super Rugby Round 4. For main course, we're going to look ahead at what's to come uh, in Round 5. And for dessert, we're going to take a look at the new breed of fantasy player who's making a name for themselves and um, who, who you should want in your team in 2019. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. Mm. All right, so yeah, getting cracking straight in entree. Um, we, we had so we had a buy uh, for the Stormers in round four. Yep. Um, and the first fixture, uh, Harry can take it away. We had the Hurricanes and the Highlanders. I would love to. So the Hurricanes got up twenty five to twenty two. They came back from a fair way down in this one. I actually was really surprised with how well the Highlanders played. Um, but uh, nevertheless, they, they managed to come back and get the win. Returning, you had Geordie Barrett, who played on the wing, which, don't get me wrong, I know he's a talented guy, but just get him off the wing. Put him in the centres <laughs> of the fullback. He did all right. He did. But what, he's what, still not a winger, man. He never about, will be. He's not a winger. What about that game where he scored like four tries for the All Blacks on yeah, the wing? Against yeah, against Japan. Yeah. Ryan Quaddy, yeah, yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Against Japan, man, no one cares. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, That's yeah. real mean Japanese followers. <laughs> Sorry. Alex Fido, get better. Alex Fido, uh, he came back from his shoulder injury. He wasn't expected. He wasn't He wasn't originally named on the bench. Ben May was meant to be on the bench, but he got pulled pre-game, and we don't know why. Actually, there was no mention of it anywhere, so apparently he's not big enough to even actually say that he's not playing. I knew that, that Fidel was playing on Friday because I saw it on Instagram. Oh. Alex, he posted saying, did, did can't you, wait for it to suit up and represent my, with my brothers again on uh, tomorrow. Did, did you post on our Twitter that? I did not. I actually kept that to myself because I was thinking about picking him up. So the one thing you've ever found on Twitter, you haven't posted Insta. for us. Okay. It was Instagram as well, yeah, come on. Okay, True. Yeah, right. So no groin uh, infections this no, year. No, not yet. Not yet. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't been on tour. So, true, you know, true, true. There's still time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Highlanders had their entire team back this week. Mm-hmm. That includes Ben Smith, Aaron Smith, Luke Whitelock, Liam Goldman, David Lee, and the Barracuda. The Barracuda. So huge ins for them, and, and they were a different team. You know, the, the Hurricanes last week, we said how good they were with all their All Blacks back. Well, this week... The, uh, the Highlanders are a new team and they were very, very dominant for a good part, portion of this game. In terms of injuries, Vince Asso had, quote, a pretty bad, unquote, <coughs> shoulder injury. So mm. we don't know what that means just yet, but Professional it sounds yeah. pretty bad in my opinion. Nice. Uh, Matt Proctor had a dislocated finger, but let's be honest, unless he's fractured it, he's playing, that won't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ben May, as we, as we already mentioned, not sure what he did. Uh, in terms of the Highlanders, they just had a couple of concussions with Paddy Paddy Parkinson. Peri Peri Chicken, as they call him. Peri Peri, yeah, concussed. And Thomas Omanga Jensen as well, also concussed. Mm-hmm. So watch this space. We'll give some updates on them later in the week when the information starts to come out. Excellent. Uh, in terms of fantasy man of the match, none other than the machine. Or the minibus. The machine. You're trying to don him a new name here. Man. Yeah, it's the minibus. Yeah, yeah. I watched the comedy on Netflix. The yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Nani Lamape, <laughs> 73 points, carrying on from his barnstorming round three form. He uh, scored another two tries, had 14 carries, three line breaks, and six tackle busts. He just knows how to turn up in the right place. Like he was on the wing to take a kick from Bowden Barrett to score, and he just, uh, you know, Liam Mitchell made that break down the midfield, and Lamape just turns up at the exact right time. Like five minutes from the line, like give it to me to finish. I've got it. You know? I saw a stat the other day that said if he scores one try, the Hurricanes' winning percentage is ninety percent. If he scores two or more, it is one hundred. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So basically, if they use Nani Lamape, they win, unless they're playing the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had good scores coming out of Dane Coles with fifty-five points. So he's well, back. He is actually. This is the first time I'll say I think he is back. Come on, Coles. Two weeks in a row, he's looked good. No yeah. tries this week. Jordy Barrett, forty-five points with his three line breaks on the wing as well. Still wouldn't put him there, but he's just such a freak. He can play anywhere. And the Highlanders, Liam Coltman got fifty-nine points with thirteen line-out wins, and he was just sold. He's a workman, mm. but he does seem to score well. He's been doing really the well this man. year. 
I think the more he overtakes Ash Dixon and gets just dominant game time, the better. I'll just note it here. Watch Nelson slowly talk him up throughout the season, just because he's in his fantasy team this year. You'll never have heard Nelson mention it before, but this year you'll get all the chance. I I promise you, he'll get a start for me this week. Uh, Well, that's because he's uh, your backup, and uh, (laughs) who's who's your main guy? Oh, Ackers has got a buy. Yeah. So the Hurricanes had forty-four percent possession and territory, but they also had twenty-seven tackle busts to eleven, ninety-one percent tackle success compared to seventy-nine percent. 417 run metres compared to 315, so an extra 100 just by having less possession, and uh, and then managed to basically dominate the game despite not having as much ball. Um, what I did find interesting was the uh, scrum dominance by the Hurricanes when they were on their own line, uh, and... Yeah, right? yeah, early on, yeah. I mean, straight off the get-go, um, you had some dominance by the Highlanders five metres out from the Hurricanes line. Um, it was the Hurricanes' feed. They just absolutely demolished the scrum. Somehow they got the Hurricanes got the ball back. Artie Sevilla picked it up, and uh, he was just driven back by Aaron Smith, who picked it up and scored a try. Mm. Yeah, that's about all from that one. Perfect. Nils? So next game is the Rebels v. the Brumbies. Uh, the Rebels ended up snagging this game relatively late after a big comeback, um, 29-6, to making it... Two from two this year against the Brumbies. At one point in the first half, they were losing by 16 points. Can I just say, I don't like this uh, the repeat fixtures really quickly. You know? It's too early. Yeah, ridiculous. There's a few fixtures like this during yeah, the competition. Definitely too early. But yeah, after 61 minutes, they were also losing by 11. So they scored a few tries to, to come back in when it, the, the Rebels did. Uh, people that returned. So you had Adam Coleman and Reese Hodge actually return to the starting line. Hodge did not retire, return to the starting line. He, he was that. still on the bench. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really Cargi's notes. They rewarded English um, for a... Um... Yes, English played really well for the last few weeks. Mm. Um, and for the Brumbies, Henry Spate returned from his hip pointer and Sam Carter from a cork. In terms of new injuries, you had another little injury to, to Sam Coleman, who's now got a concussion. Sam Coleman? Sam Coleman, yeah. Uh, Sam, yeah, no, he's Adam's brother. Brother of. Nice. <laughs> um, and Could for the him. Brumbies, Alan Alatoa. Um, he had a dislocated wrist. Um, oh, do we know how bad that is? We don't know much well, about it. Well, it pops straight back in, but it's a, just about, um, I guess. Yeah, went down, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Like, most of those kind of things, they're minimum kind of five or six weeks anyway. Pocock didn't seem worried. Pocock walked over and he's like, what have you done? He goes, oh, dislocated wrist. He goes, oh, okay, no worries. I just walked off. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no um, yeah. watch this space. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll put it out soon, but it, it's probably six weeks. Another injury. Pocock apparently had his calf tightened up. Not which, apparently, he came off. <laughs> yeah, apparently his calf tightened up. He did come off, um, which is interesting because he's returned from a calf tear. So it'll be, we, I mean, wait and see again. We've said if there's anyone you're going to wrap in bubble wrap, it's him. Yeah, 100% in, in a year like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy man of the match was Will Guinea. He got 78 points. Really drew. He was back to his best running game, honestly. I mean, he made 12 runs, busted seven tackles, um, bagged a try and set up another with a beautiful cutout. For the Rebels, Maddox got 50 points with four line breaks. Corabidi got 39 points with six tackle busts. 36 points. Um, what did I say? 39. 39. Brumby's got... Um, Valentini got 48 points. Fayango got 44. And Powell got 41. Out of all those people named, the only one who didn't get a try was Powell, but he got two try assists with some pinpoint accurate passes. Mm. He's passing over the base of the ruck. has been pretty solid. He has been very good. Uh, in terms of match stats... I hate to say it again because we say this most weeks is one or two games. It was a game of two halves. 
Um, so overall, it was pretty much 50-50. Just want to let you know that every game is a game of two halves. They're all made, true. Thanks, they're mate. All made up. Yeah. Um, but in the first half, everything went the way of the Brumbies. In the second half, everything went the way of the Rebels. Um, statistically, everything was pretty equal. The only thing that was different was there was two yellow cards to the Rebels, yet they still got the job done. Um, maybe they're more hungry. They're pretty, um, I don't know about that. I think there's more composed. They've got a lot of senior players, and they look really good to come back from a fair deficit. Yeah, they, was they it 19-3 at halftime? Yeah. I, think, I think the Brumbies just needed someone to step up like Will Genya and just fucking determine that oh, we're I, winning this game. Do you think I that agree, the, the Rebels would have come back if uh, Pocock played 80? Hard to say. I would, say, I would say no, because they would have had their senior leaders. In the well, interestingly, Lilia Farno had his worst game of the season. He got minus so, two points, so um, he so wasn't leading well. All, a lot of these tries came from cutouts to the wing. Corbyn scored off a huge Quake Cooper no-look pass. Um, he cut out four blokes to get to him. He still had a lot of work to do. Beat three or four to dot it down. Maddox got a double from cutouts from Genia and Quaid. Interesting to say, all of these tries basically for the Rebels came on the side of Muirhead, who he made one of three tackles, but he was also out of position again and again, which is what led to a few of those tries and those cutouts. Felau Fienger scored a try for driving more, could have scored another. Robbed. Um, but Matt Gibbon came in, good Southern Districts boy, came in from the side and shut it down, ended up seeing yellow um, and sat down on the, the bench. Ball. <laughs> uh, Coleman... I mean, he, he's had a, a game where he's returned. He's had a, a, a concussion. He also got yellow carded um, for being offside, which was actually repeat infringements. Cool. Genia and Cooper are looking good together. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Do they get a crack for the world, Vizcagi? No. Oh, yes, I think so. Yeah. So uh, I think we should keep a Corabetti good actual contribution to a he game was good. in this season. Mm-hmm. That's one now for the season. Yeah, let's make he, it. Yeah, let's make it tally ball. One. He's yeah. made one. Defensively, he was really good. Man, he can always. Well, that's fine. No, no. I mean, shutting things down on the line. I like it. He was good. All right, moving on. Crusaders and the Sun Chiefs. Thank hey. you, hey, Sun Chiefs. Um, Please look, refer to last week's podcast. If you don't know what we're talking. <laughs> that's all right. About. We said pick up anyone in a red jersey playing at home in Christchurch. And uh, look, 57 to 28. Um, the Chiefs certainly came back a little bit in the end there. A bit of a shellacking, I'd say. I think they got two tries at the, kind of towards the end there just to make the scoreboard slightly respectable. Most points the Crusaders have scored against the Chiefs in history, or is it against any New Zealand side? Anyone has scored against the Chiefs in history. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. Oh, no, that's not true. That they've, When they've lost, I think the Chiefs conceded 65, they said. Oh, to Lions or something. Yeah, and still, and still won, won the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going to go back and find that game. But. Um, but yeah, look, in this one, so we had uh, returning for the Staters, Cody Taylor, Ryan Crotty. Who? Taylor on the bench. Two, two not bad names to bring back. But yeah. um, And look, if you're a fantasy manager, you have Cody Taylor. If he's on the bench, you play him anyway, just so you know. And it was very much a case of that this week. Two tries, yes. 69 points. Um, Chiefs, uh, they had Nathan Harris, uh, Anton Leonard Brown, Tyler Ardron, Nepo Laulala, Jack Debrusini, and Solomon Alamalo all, turn, um, all come back. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically you know a lot of the Chiefs team coming back. So that's huge. they uh, they were pretty much pretty much I'd say putting down their strongest fifteen they they can at the yeah, moment. I agree. Didn't go particularly well, but <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. So look, there's a few injuries in this one. Joe Moody did his ankle. Uh, Solomon Armelo got basically hit um, into another universe. Head butted. Uh, head butted. Nelson, it was a huge hit, but Nelson's it was head on head. Unhappy about this one, but um, no. So he went off with a concussion. Um, and we'll have to see how that plays out this week. But, um, yeah, for the Crusaders, they rested Matty Todd and George Bridge. So that was kind of an all-black rest week. 
Um, and Bryn Hall was benched, uh, even though he's certainly not an All Black, but um, just just just, mix to, it up. just to mix it up. So Etere Enari, uh, Etere, I think it's Etere. I think it is Etere. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. He came on Inari. and started. So yeah, look, this is nineteen in a row for the Crusaders. Absolutely dominant, insane t- skills. This team. It's Eddie Etara. Oh. I knew there were some of those letters in there. Um, <laughs> but look, uh, yes, what we, what, I've got to get through this quicker, but what did we uh, what did we see from the Crusaders? Sevu Reese, he had his debut for them. Um, and he, he not only was he our fantasy man of the match, he was our fantasy <laughs> man of the round. 106 points, Sevu Reese. Um, he had an absolutely crazy one. He had 16 carries for 153 metres, five clean breaks, three defenders beaten, four offloads, try, try, assist, and two turnovers won. Do you need more Huge. than one game to say that he's the most dangerous player in space in the competition? Yes. Need more than one game? Yes, you do. Know. He was so fast and so strong. He looked awesome, but yes, you need more than one game. He was versing the Sun Chiefs. Mm. If there, if in previous years it was against the Sun Wolves, would you have said that? No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look. In, ter- in terms of um, fa- for fantasy managers in this one, Reese came on so. Without doing the whole long story, basically Reese was a late pickup into the extended playing squad for the Crusaders, and uh, they upgraded him to a full contract once Manasa Mataeli's ACL was confirmed. He's a type of kind of like for like replacement, so it is possible that we see Reese um, take that don that starting fourteen jersey. Um, possible, but possible, but you'd, you'd expect him to have to have another massive game, um, and you know I would suspect he might be given that opportunity after this week. But well, um, you, you can say that, but let's be honest. Uh, you could have said the same thing last season. It didn't happen, did it? That's true. Um, Mateo. Yes. Very good. Continue, All right. please. Uh, Chief Scrum, actually pretty dominant. So um, the Crusaders, you know, known for their set pace, All Blacks front row. Uh, both teams won eight of their own scrums, but the Crusaders actually lost two on their own feed to the Chiefs. So that was pretty big. Jack Goodhue, could talk about him forever, but... Look, basically, I've, I'm happy to say his offloads are as good if as good as Sonny Bills. Yeah. Nelson and I were saying that he's basically Holy he's he's, 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 he's Conrad Smith yeah, level decision. He's Conrad Smith level decision making, and then Sonny Bills' physicality and offloading ability. Look out for he's anyone mate, playing. You were over four minutes. You both were too, so we're all good. Just. Um, Anyway, look, I won't go into lots of it, but there was a hell of a lot of uh, interchanges in this one. It was really interesting because uh, players kept coming on and off, basically. So there was a lot of injuries, HIAs. Um, so you were watching all of these fantasy players that were pro- probably in a lot of managers' teams come on and off uh, again and again. Interesting. Big fantasy points. 69, Cody Taylor. Will Jordan got 68. Nana Satura got 52. Sia got 50. Brown got 49. ALB 48. And Michael Alatoa 44. First week starting this week. I think that pretty much wraps it up. What Excellent, think, Nelson. I will round it out by saying that, um, look, I mean, all you need to know about this game was that the, the Crusaders had 65% possession in the first half and 70%, uh, spent 70% of their time in the opponent's 50. So wow. basically they just ran away with it in the first half. Yep. Excellent. Now, let's move on. Awesome matchup this week, the Blues versus the Wolves. This is one that we expected could really be close, <laughs> and it absolutely was. Um Stop your bickering in, girls. Uh, the returning players, Blake Gibson, probably the main one there who came back from his ankle sprain, barely played in the last two seasons, but he looks solid. Scotty Scrafton, who had his ACL, LCL, big multiple ligament knee injury, came off the bench, and Sam Nock the same, came back from his calf off the bench. Personally, Sam Nock, probably not going to get another run. I think uh, 
Ruru, is it Ruru? Jonathan Ruru, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Ruru, it just looks too good, so yeah. I don't think yep. Rob Knox is going to get another run. Uh, the Wolves had uh, James Moore as a late withdrawal last week, so he came back into the Stalin side. Side and Samisi Masawera did not follow the normal Wolves concussion protocols because rather than disappearing for the rest of existence, <laughs> came back into the fullback jersey. Uh, the injuries this week, the Blues had none, and the Sun, sorry, I'm not talking about the Chiefs this week, <laughs> the Wolves played, uh, did not get to play Phil Burley off the bench, he, uh, he, he got pulled pre-game as well. Um, the fantasy man of the match for this one, Rico Iwani, yeah, boy. eight points with the season's first, Ryan Quaddy for tries, <laughs> Ryan Quaddy. For those that are following along. See how many times you can say it in this pod. Ryan Quaddy. Uh, <laughs> so, really excited to see the first Ryan Quaddy this year. Uh, <laughs> he also had a Ryan Quaddy of line breaks, technically. Uh, four tackle busts. And also solid in defense, 11 of 12 tackles as well. And he really just completely shut down Gerard Vandenheva, Vandenheva, who uh, we have been pretty impressed with to start the season as well. Um, I would say, side note, that he was handed all his tries. I think he ran about 40 metres. On, on, yeah, on, on a platter. Yeah. It so was only 30 odd metres. The commentators, as they're in their truly biased way for any good player that <laughs> has anything to do with any game, just starts getting carried away. They did this for this one. I think he looked the best I've seen him as a defender. Agreed. And he still made a couple of good runs and still yeah. came looking. But the Blues were looking to get him as actively as possible into that game. And... Milani Nanai, who is the bloke I always like talking about mm. in my fantasy team and just having loved him for a few years now, he did give him a lot of open space with his quick hands as well. He Speaking did. of Milani Nanai, he was the next top scorer for the Blues with 59 points from his four tackle busts and three try assists. James Parsons also got 50. In the Wolves, Jamie Booth made his first start at number oh, nine. We were excited about this one as he's come across from the Hurricanes. Mm. He made 59 points with three line breaks, five tackle busts, and 95 run He must meters. have done real well in your team, Nelson. Mate, how often do you see a halfback get 95 run meters? Yeah, you can look for the details about Jamie Booth's involvement in Nelson's team in the OG League because I'm pretty sure he was on his bench. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Nelson won this one, so it won't uh, keep him up too late at night. And Ricky Matsuda, the new number 10, got 56 points after a very dodgy try. Yeah, oh my god. We'll so, talk about that Keeping Haydar off the bench. Yeah. Oh, on the bench, right? But it, he's, a, he's another boy, he's just a weapon. Mm. Uh, you also had the uh, a, a decent performance from Augustin Pulu, who ran the ball well. Akira trying to get back in the game again. Mm. And uh, little <clears throat> Josh Goodhue and Sonny Bill all scoring over 40 points. So a couple of guys coming back into form and starting to find their way again as well. Um, the Blues were dominant on the stats. 11 lineouts to two, which is pretty massive. 15 to four offloads, also massive. And the Sunwolves considered 15 penalties to three, which is outrageous. Mm. Uh, to go back to this Matsuda try, they little basically tried to put the ball through for Matsuda, and then he just decided that he was going to tackle Talea, <laughs> who, while being tackled by Little, as he was trying to make a tackle on Matsuda, mm. 
got handsome at Suda but couldn't put the tackle on because he was taken he was, out by because, Little. Because he was I, giving Little a piggyback by the yeah, point, Yeah, and I think in the end they just tried to look to they see that Suda knocked the ball yeah, on. They, they were, they ignored he, it. he caught an on-field try. This is something interesting. He caught an on-field try, didn't mes- mention at all the, the tackle off the ball, so they didn't assess it. Was this Rasha? It was Rasha Venga, wasn't it? The ref? Rasha, Rasha Venga? I tried not to get too close. But it was blatantly <laughs> obvious. Yeah. yeah ridiculous. Josh Timu, uh, who just got called up for the Summers, came off the bench uh, and looked really solid. Yeah, really so good. I was impressed by him mm. UA Helu is a weapon as always can't wait to see him get some more starting time as he deserves it yep. and uh, I was also impressed excuse me by Gerard Kelly Tuioti who had a big game with some pressure coming in in the second row and that about wraps it up so Aussie Derby Waratahs v the Reds the Waratahs got it done 28 to 17 um, at the Sydney Cricket Ground which was great for the Tars I'll go into that a little bit but uh, returning Pilotta now returned from Leicester uh, on the bench for the Tars, for the Reds, J.P. Smith and he has both got their first starts for 2019. In terms of new injuries, Jack Dempsey, uh, we were at the game, we saw him icing his knee. Um, we don't know what to take out of that. I haven't heard anything since. Why didn't you ask um, him? And Will Miller did his right ankle. The Reds, there were no injuries. Fair call, Kagi. <laughs> uh, fantasy man of the match was Chris Afeoa Saltia. CFS. Um, FS, yeah, nice. You like doing that, don't you? No. 66 letters, points. <laughs> letters yeah. Made, yeah. 66 points from seven tackle busts. For the Tars, HJH! You used 64 points. He got 19 out of 20 tackles. Which is he is the best ranger in the comp at the moment? Yes. The fire, the fire truck isn't playing yet, so yeah. Yeah, he's got so it. He's, he got also the had, he's also the best prop. Um, five turnovers, one as well as his tackles. Rona got 50 points from four carries. What else did the bloke just do? Just to stress, 19 tackles is 38 points for yeah, HH. Sorry, just and yeah. he missed one, so he got 36 He, he was helped by the injury to the rest of the front row where he just managed to play 80 minutes. Yeah, they had a prop on back row. Yeah, his props. tackles um, were like nine at about you 60 minutes. You can never get enough looking. props. So for the Reds, Karevi got 57 points and notables were Hooper at 48 and Hannigan at 47. Wow, they've actually done something, boys. Mm. It's been a long time since I've seen anything in the 40s for those two. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to concede that Hooper that did anything. I don't think he did. Yeah, I agree. But Hannigan, I, I enjoyed he, that hard run. He's, Hooper, made, made, Hooper made, made 23 tackles, so he just he got involved. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannigan did one barnstorming run, which we've been calling out for from this bloke. And thankfully, finally, he's done it once. But when he's seen I know came out today, said that he put a lot of size in the offseason because Checker basically said we, that the only way he'll get picked. Kagi and I was chatting about this. Yeah. Kagi said yeah. he thought it happened last year. And I, I, saw, I saw him in the preseason last year. He'd put on like a good six or six to eight kilos. It was last year he put on this size. He just didn't use it at all the whole 2018 yeah, yeah. season. Well, at least it's black and white now, you know, yeah. because mm. that's, that's awesome to see from him. Mm. For actual statistics, the ball went all the way uh, for the Reds. They had 71% of the ball, which is just absolutely huge. Um, they def- they beat 24 tackles, where the Tars only beat 9. Um, the Tars had 85%. Having to actually make 162 tackles out of 191, while the Reds made 50 of 61, which was 82%. Um, Another big difference, realistically, for the two was Foley's kicking. He kicked five out of six while Hegarty had his first chance at a 10 jersey in the Reds. He only kicked one of four. Mm. That's huge. Um, so that's a, a big issue for them at the moment. Um, the, both teams had relatively decent lineouts, except the Reds got 24 out of 25. That is huge amount of lineouts and, and great success, where the Reds, uh, the Tars got eight out of nine. One thing that was really important for the Tars was the terrible turf. 
Good planning. Which was definitely planned because mm. there was sand under that grass. That's it. That was definitely laid soft for the Tars' benefit. What's well, the chance that they'll have accidentally the same problem in two weeks for the Crusaders after yeah. they towed up the red scrum? We yeah. might have to move the game to the SEG if it's not there already, yeah, for sure. No, it is there. Yeah, okay, excellent. <laughs> um, and then, and yeah, so, I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, great for the Tars. We don't mind that happening again. Um, biggest surprise around, we already talked a little bit about Hannigan running his hard line, but also Captain um, Mud, Rob Simmons, actually put a big hit on Salakai Lotto. It was huge. Yeah. I, First time I can remember him doing it at we least had, in a long We time. had to do the double take to see it was him. I'm uncomfortable yeah. at any point uh, complimenting Captain Mud, but um, and Hannigan. But yeah, no. What, what did you say? He made, seven, he made 17 tackles or something. Didn't yeah, he? but yeah. he made it and one good one. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. any tackle that's successful from him is a good one. That's right. right that's yeah. true. That uh, pretty much sums it up from a pretty boring game at SCG. Excellent. Very good. Um, Beers were good. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Lions. Lions 40... No, you had a HJH beer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done, sir. On the spot. All right. Should we also take the marketing team seats in the Waratah as well? We should just take, <laughs> take that whole division over anyway. Yeah. Um, Lions 47-39 uh, against the Haguares uh, in Ellis Park uh, back home. So the Lions previously, uh, you know, they never lost at home, although they lost last week to the Bulls um, at home. But... In previous years, that's been their stronghold. Last three years, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, look, for the Lions, they didn't really have anyone returning, but instead they rolled out the young guns, rolled out this team. I think it was something like five 20-year-olds. Um, mm. So they, they brought on the uh, the new boys. Um, the Haguaris had one person returning. They had Emiliano Bofeji. <laughs> Bofeji. Bofeji. <laughs> you happy with that one, Eric? No. <laughs> no, it's Buffelli. Um They had Emiliano <laughs> Buffelli returning. Um and uh, look, he had a massive return for about 15 minutes uh, before he got injured again. Um, a massive return. <laughs> so he uh, he looked real good for those 15 minutes, Steve-O, but uh, he came off again with a uh, with another hip injury. So And the only other injury from this one, uh, or before this one, was Orlando. Um, he Orlando. Got, Mike Tyus Orlando got pulled... Uh, Just think not like the American yeah, guys. Right. Pre-game. Orlando. With an ankle injury. Um, excellent, yeah. So, look, in this one, it was this useful Lions team playing some of the best Lions type of up-tempo footy, and they really just blew the Haguares off the park. I mean, if you think about it, these are these 20-year-olds playing pretty much the Argentinian national yeah, test team. Huge. And, um, yeah, they just lifted the pace. It was insane. So Who's the one guy that stood out to you? There was one guy, our fantasy man of the match, Wondesile Similane, uh, the prodigy. Sounds good when you say it. It does. It's flo- it rolls off the tongue. But, um, look, he was their uh, junior springbok of the year last year. Scored four tries in uh, one of their one of their big games. Um, and he absolutely crushed it. He looked absolutely electric. Um, Weapon. So, look, he had 14 carries, three, three clean breaks, seven defenders beaten, 121 metres, a couple of offloads and a try. Did you, um, did you say he got 80 points? I did, 80 points. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's not bad. One debut. Absolutely. So, look, he was amazing. Uh, the other young guns, there was Franco Nordier. It's like Nordier or something, um, who was in the centre as well. He actually looked pretty good. Um, Ruan Vermark in the second row, Vincent Tushuka, um, And, uh, yeah, they, were, they all looked really good. So, look, the Lions scrum was absolutely insane. Destroyed the Haguaris. They won six scrums. The Haguaris won four. But they, the Haguaris lost four on their... Uh, sorry, lost three on their own feed. Um, so it was crazy to see the Hagaroyas known for their scrumming to be losing to the Lions. They have um, been a bit in miss over the last few years, though, to be fair. They have, yeah. Um, but that's with Pereto coming back as well, who's meant to be their best scrummager, right? Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, and look, the only other interesting thing to talk about before I finish off with the stats was um, that, yeah, in the first 20 minutes, the Lions, uh, they, they tried four line-out malls where they just chucked pretty much the entire team in there. They, they had 10 people standing in the line-out and another three came in for the mall. So they had 13 in the line-out mall and they tried it about four times. I think they got a pretty good result a few times, but they did end up eventually, I think at least two of them, they drove out into touch. But it was really cool to see them trying something. I mean, all these young players, these new strategies, whatever it was, they really had a big turnaround this week and just came out firing. It's Best an exciting thing, right? Yeah, mm. exciting thing to see them do. Absolutely. Harry and Nelson are going to go watch the game at some point. But um, yeah, definitely. You know, they've, they've, they've lived it through me. Um, and look, in terms of fantasy stats, we talked fantasy stats. We talked about Similani. Um, the other big performers, Yanchi's fifty nine points. He kicked six from seven. Um, he had three try assists, so he was playing very well from pivot. Courtney Scosan fifty eight points. Had twelve carries of forty eight meters. A couple of clean breaks. Uh, Matthias Moroni um, for the Haguares. He had a couple of line breaks, defenders beaten, and a try kind of at the end there. The Haguares really scored about two, at least two, maybe three tries at the very death of the match, just to pull it back and. Um, and look, the other notables were Manus Skuman, Nelson's favourite. The shoe man. The shoe man, uh, 48 points. So continues to start uh, in 2019. And Malcolm Marks with 47 points. So uh, look, yeah, this was a great game. Um, very free-flowing. And if you haven't watched it, I'd highly recommend um, getting into it. we Will do, sir. We want to see more of this from the Lions uh, to come. But um, yeah, Harry, let's go Bulls-Sharks. Bulls up 37-14. to 14, Another dominant display from them. Uh, you had Travis Ishmael coming back from his shoulder injury, so that's obviously a, a big thing for them, but sadly he didn't get any game time. I think he was cleared from memory, but didn't actually get on the field. Uh, Yakov Fisaji is meant to be returning through uh, ankle surgery, but again, I don't believe that he got any game time, so I'm glad that someone's written his name down there for me. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not me, man. I'm just going to continue to skip over the rest of people that are meant to be fit but didn't. Why don't you just copy this from the casualty ward in there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you need to update it. Um, moving on, uh, no returning players from the Sharks either. Uh, and they're, they're, I couldn't really find any new injuries from here in this one either. So they just tend to be a pretty clean bill of health, which is not very exciting. So I'll move on. Oh, I'd say it's exciting. No. Same story as last I want opportunity as a fantasy manager. He cares about run of the mill. Same story as last <laughs> week. The Bulls just kicked five penalties to none. Mm-hmm. Andre Pollard just put every point over that he could. Kicked the first drop goal of the season, mm-hmm. I believe, so pretty as much well. What you're saying is put $5 on, or $10 first on points. first points penalty and put $5 on it being a drop goal. Yeah. The Bulls are proven that they're, they're taking the penalty goals whenever and wherever they arise. For sure. They know the game, they stick to it, they just belt people, kick for field position and take their points. So, yeah. playing very, very well. And Juan hmm. is doing a good job. Oh uh, probably the most dominant player here, I thought, was Andre Pollard from the bits and pieces of this one that I saw. He just looks so solid, makes so many good decisions and he just looks like an international caliber at 5 he's, he's literally just come off playing all of his competitions. So he just played you know, Valencia and the Stormers, he played Elton and the Lions, and he played um, Bobby Dupree and the Sharks, and the Bulls have beaten all three of them, yep. and it was all off the back of some dominant Pollard performances. Mm. Dan Dupree is again playing very well. He was our fantasy man of the match. Mm-hmm. Only 59 points, so not giant, but did look good. 14 carries, one clean break, one defender beaten or tackle bust. Yeah. Three lineouts. Three offloads in a try, so he just happens to kind of score all over the park. I reckon we're going to has heavy involvement. I reckon we're going to see him just push Sean Luke down a set of stairs or something. You know what I mean? I think I said this last week, but uh, he, he will not want his brother coming back anytime soon. He's enjoying the spotlight and uh, getting all that ball. Yeah, mm. I agree. 
Duane Vermeulen also playing well with 53 points. Speckman is a guy that has just been consistently, consistently uh, uh, good. I'm now looking at Nelson typing this to me. Uh, consistently effective as well. 52 points from him from his eight carries. Uh, a few clean breaks for him as well. Um, but he just managed to continue to score. He's, he's con- completely consistent, and that was, uh, to be honest, after his first couple of rounds, what I thought was probably unlikely. Spec uh, magic. Yeah. Spec, you said that before? Spec magic. Yeah, it's... it's okay. That's the name that they've been... It's been through I think he's a spectacle. Journos. Yeah, yeah more spectacle. spectacle. Okay, you guys don't read things. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Um, also, fantastic performances from Jesse Creel on 48 points and Cornell Hendricks scored a really good try as well where he just yeah, kind of blew right. onto a offload from, was it Creel or was it Pollard? No, he didn't score this one. I don't know. You, you think the, the chip over the top? Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't score it. He ended one. up coughing it up just yeah. before the line, but uh, God, he looked was, good though. Yeah, yeah that was hot. awesome. Mm. And uh, so Andre Pollard ended up on 45, and I just quickly go back. Shock Brits on 50 again, scoring B, and Amand van der Merwe, uh, or Akers, again, 49. So he continues to score big points in the hooking position. Um, the guy that I love the most out of all of this is Jesse Creel. I keep talking him up whenever I get the opportunity, but he just looks so good, man. He's big, he's strong. He models most of the time. Unappreciated. On the sideline. Correct. But just draws and pass well. Set up a couple of big line breaks, and one of them ending in a trial one, a couple of phases down the line, just from his quality decision-making. Um, in the end, Bulls defended well, 133 to 71 tackles. And again, you know, st- same story as what the Highlanders have done in previous seasons. I think that seems to be how they're going to kind of build their game this year. Yep. Uh, yep. Last thing, Chili Boy Ralapelli, named in a doping scandal, probably dead to the world right now. Chili Boy? Who would have thought? Well, most people, because it's happened before. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, Who very good. Thought? Let's <laughs> Let's move on to our main course. Um, so, right. in round five, we're going to have... Uh, this is the first round where we've got three teams having a buy. So, we're going to have buys to the Blues, Bulls, and Sharks, or... Most of Harry and Nelson's teams, uh, fantasy teams, uh, at the so moment. That. My entire Blues team that I brought in this week was all one week because they're all dead to me now. And how they all do for that? Yeah, pretty well. I still came fourth. Okay, yeah, all right, no credit. Yeah, credit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, the first fixture we have this week, Friday night, the Sun Chiefs taking on the Hurricanes. Yeah, the Sun Chiefs. Um, look, they've got a few potential injuries. Looks like Vince Asso. We don't really know the extent, but he, with his shoulder injury, we, we expect him to miss at least this week. Uh, the other possibility was Matt Proctor that we're not too sure about. Uh, for the Chiefs, Solomon Alamalo and uh, Boshier, both um, Boshier, um, both got concussions, and Colin Cooper's come out saying they're likely to return this week. But that's a huge call because I know at the very least Alamalo failed his concussion test on the sideline. So there's no way to make that call at the moment that they're very likely to return, but we'll have to wait and see. The Chiefs um, play on Friday, yeah. and I think, what, what night did they play? Saturday? Mate, so it's a six-day turnaround, and I'm pretty sure it's a minimum of five or six days to go through the concussion protocols anyway. So if he misses one step of that protocol, he does not play. Mate, Alamalo looked like he was knocked into next week oh, for the every race. Like, he... I'd be surprised if he recovers. He looked fine when he walked off. He just looked rubbish when he, he was on the ground. Yeah, I think they're bluffing. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, so other things of note, returning, no one's returning for the Hurricanes. We're thinking probably Allardyce and Jacobson from their own concussion protocols look likely to return. For the, so, Jets. For the Jets. Yes, they're not going to return for the Hurricanes. Excellent. Um, Good. If Vince Arso retu- uh, is injured, we're going to say there's two options. Which we think he is. Yeah. So we're going to say, and I already mentioned that. Because it's pretty bad. We're going to think bad. that Geordie Barrett <laughs> is going to potentially stay in the wing. We see Tia Tia staying at fullback again. Or do we see Geordie Barrett move to fullback and Houston come into the wing? Realistically, Tia Tia has played well. He's had a couple games there. Houston hasn't played bad when he's been there. He's had one sort of quiet game. It'll be interesting to see which way they go. Um, and it might really dictate the, the rest of the year in terms of those two who, who gets their shots. I don't think Geordie Barrett's a winger. Hopefully we see him back to fullback. What do you think, Harry? I'm um, obviously seeing it from the same same hymn sheet you heard me in the previous in the reviews. Yeah. The commentators kept talking about that they've been trying to give him a crack at wing as well, just just to kind of solidify whether he can fill that Ben Smith role of fullback Everything. and wing. In so the, and outside centre. Also, if Proctor's injured, what we will see? Billy Proctor replaced him in round one when he was pulled pre-game. There's also the chance of Wes Houston, who has played a couple games there in the past for them at 13, that he slots in with a. Uh, Jordan and Tietia to stay on their respective positions. Uh, look, really, the Chiefs just need to come out firing. They got blown off the park in the first half, um, but they really they really fought back in that second half. It was a pretty good showing in the second half. Probably the first positive signs we've really seen for for a decent chunk of time in a match. Mm. Um, one other thing was discussed: Do we see D-Mac roll into fullback and Debussy need to come into ten? That was maybe what sparked a lot of their positive play. Throughout this that, that second half, that second forty, mm. does on, that mean on that? I reckon Debrasini is a good pickup. If yeah, that comes for sure. He can attack the line when the team's going well. I he's think a he's a not boy. a bad fly half. Yeah. He's got that good try attacking the line, yeah. and it, it worked really well having two first receivers for them because they don't really have another option for that. I mean, ALB yeah. kind he's of good player anyway. Really. Exactly. So having having Debrasini and Mac on either side was really really good. If that happens, yes, Debrasini is a great pickup. But who do we see drop to the bench? Nana Saturo, um why Nui or Alamalo? Who... I reckon it's the bloke that currently can't spell his own name. I mean, that sounds like Nana Satura. <laughs> I'm going to go with Why Nui. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. it's, um, mate, it's Alamalo, the guy that's concussed. Come on. Yeah, he might be absolutely fine. He's missed three weeks. So we might see Nana Satura get a rest. Um, if he's fine. The Hurricanes, will, I think, will have too much class and they're going to run away with it. The Chiefs are the Sun Chiefs. Excellent. Tars and the Brumbies uh, at in Canberra. Um, so injuries for this one, we've mentioned Jack Dempsey, seen icing his knee. The guys didn't ask him because why would they do that? We don't do a fantasy rugby podcast or anything. Um, Will Miller limping off <laughs> with an ankle injury. Um, I think we. Been... I can actually tell you why because we're at the SCG, so we're about six hundred meters away from the sideline. Uh, yeah, that's actually fair play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, you got it. Um, and also, we didn't want to go on the track because we might have slipped with the shit turf. That's true. You might have done your own ACL yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so Will Miller limping off with an ankle injury, I suspect. Uh, obviously, we'll wait for an update, but you know, we, we, I think we might be more likely to see him out. Um, Poe, we talked about the calf tightening up. Um, Alan Alatoa, dislocated wrist. Um, so we're just going to have to see with those guys. Just keep checking Casualty Ward and Twitter. Um, yeah, so returning, we'll have Lalakai for Ketty, but will he make the 23? I'd say probably not. Um, Michael Wells returning for the Tars, so he's just come back from um, playing sevens, Vegas. having a big party in Vegas. Um, and Lousy for the Brumbies, we've got Lousy Tauli. Tauli? Tauli? 
Kelly Wigley? Harry, take a stab as well, all three of us. No, you'd be good. Okay. Um, and again, I don't know, he probably won't make the 23, but I, I, I mean, who knows? There's Chance Penny or Moorhead, so look, anything's possible, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, so I guess points for this one. The Tars, they've got to decide whether or not they liked uh, Beal at fullback, Izzy on the wing, and the centre combo of Carmichael and AAC. Personally, I'm a huge fan, but boys, what do you think? No, I, I love the idea of it. I didn't, didn't like the execution. There's a few times last year that they had Filet on the wing. They did the cross-field kick. Um, the, the Wallabies did the same thing, and, and it was a real strength for them. But we just didn't see them try to execute that this week. Mm. I think we just saw the first choice line-up, and that's yeah. what will happen whenever they get the opportunity when they're not resting someone. I agree. I agree. I think. I mean, I like them trying to keep the Filet on the wing. Curly Bill almost scored a try and he came charging through on a sick angle. You know, we haven't seen him like that. I think um, he kicked to the wing for Flau early on. They did early on, yeah. 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 But, but then work. KB, he had cut in on this angle. He basically just dropped the ball on the line. But oh, it was yeah. one of those sick lines that he only runs from fullback. He only yeah. gets a chance. So At this stage, I, I think the uh, the kickers in play for the Waratahs need a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and what a defensive centre pairing as well. That's going oh, to be strong. For that's them. what I mean. That's, that's what's incredible. Um, because, yeah, if you have a great defensive pairing that was also can pass the ball and get it out, yeah. like, that's amazing. Um, yeah. All right, so Michael Wells coming back from sevens. Um, look, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with uh, <clears throat> Hannigan, Dempsey, and Wells, so for the six and eight jersey. Um, you'd think if Miller is injured, uh, there'd be, there could be a high chance of uh, Michael Wells at mm-hmm. least on the bench this week. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I guess only time will tell. Michael Wells, obviously, was the starting eight for the Waratahs all of last season. They, um, but could, Dempsey wasn't available. They could be willing to uh, rest Dempsey if he's actually done a little niggle of his knee as well and give Wells that chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, look, I think uh, in this one against the Brumbies, the Tars just need to maintain the mongrel. Um, you know, we talked about Ted Flanagan putting on weight, but also just, yeah, Ted Flanagan and Rob Simmons actually making some hits and getting some hard work done. Um, so, look, they're just going to need to really step that up again. It's going to have to be a dominant forward performance. Uh you know, they upstage the Reds, who we... I mean, I strongly believe the Reds were just going to bully them around, particularly at set pace and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, they outscrum the Reds, so we know they can do that. Uh, and the Brumby's going to be missing Alan Alatoa, uh, more than likely. So, um, I mean, the backup for him is Les Maker. Um, can, can they play Slipperance there? Well, this is what I... I don't know. Uh, I mean, Slipper, yes. Slipper has played Tighthead before, a long time ago. Both? No, um, like three years ago, and he played it for a long time. He, yeah. can, he can do it. Well, we'll Sorry, see. that's what they should go for. Uh, and then quickly, look, just touch on the Brumbies. Valentini played really, really well um, last week. Um, but uh, And with Lockie McCaffrey killing it at eight, are we still going to see Pete Samu on the bench? I mean, he's, he's done really well when he's come on, but what do you guys think? Yeah, look, oh, it's hard. I mean, they're, they're obviously showing that they're trying to give him that chance, but um, Samu's looked awesome when he's had the chance. He, he mm. made a really good run off the eight, which um, set up a nice try for them as well this week. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they, they go forward with. Honestly, at this stage, I think the only thing that's locked in is that David Poker will play at seven, mm-hmm. and then maybe you can say Lachlan McCaffrey's the next choice, but the other guys are just in a lottery. I wouldn't be picking up any of them as a fantasy manager. Yeah, and then the, look, the last two points for the Brums. One is Tom Wright versus Ira Simone, battle of the starting inside centre. I think we, I'll just say it for all of us, we would like to see Tom Wright another chance. Yeah, this is his first week starting. Um, too average. Yeah, yeah. Right, didn't have a great I week, but early. You guys disagreed. He's poop. Yeah, um, I, I liked him, but we'll see He's how. He's had one good NIC and done nothing since. He doesn't have good NIC since. The last point for the Brums in this one. Look, um, 
I reckon just play territory and line out more for the win. Um, the Waratahs can look, they can scrum, they can try and... Yeah, for the triple. Exactly. They, they can, yeah. The Waratahs can scrum, try bring some physicality, but I don't think they're capable of defending that line out more. Well, um, I mean, they, they did pretty well against the Reds line out more, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And so, last thing, who do you think is going to take this game out? Nels? Harry? Tars? Oh, I think the Tars will edge it. Tars? Yeah. It depends which Brumby's team turn up. Look, I think the Brumbies, for the most part, haven't shown much I'm gonna say the, one game. I'm going to say the Brumbies are going to win because they killed it in round two and then last week they looked like they were completely dominating the Rebels before they just fell apart a little bit. On even so, numbers back the Brumbies, that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wait, it's an odd number next week. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> on that note, let's... I thought you meant like even money. Whatever, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Stormers, Hagawaris. Harry. Uh, I've got Emiliano Boffelli here with his hip injury. Uh, what will that mean to that outside back? So, obviously, Cancelliere or Tuchelet uh, are likely to start at fullback. My my money's on Tuchelet, hmm. considering he started the vast majority, but I mean, stay well away from him. Yep. Moyano was on the bench this week, just gone. So, he's obviously going to get a run to start. Is that? Okay. Okay. And uh, Matias Orlando as well, who has his ankle injury that made him uh, withdraw from the comps uh, before the game started, uh, is likely to miss, I, I assume, a few weeks, but we'll get details on that through the middle of the week. But when it comes down to us, Matias Moroni started in front of him in the outside centre jersey. So, you know, he, he's a guy that we thought was quite likely to start the whole season. Uh, Orlando has played well to start, but Moroni should get a bit of a run in that jersey <coughs> now himself. Mm-hmm. Um the guys that are returning for the Stormers that I've just got highlighted or potentially is Coppers Vise and Ciebelo Sanatla. So Vise had a concussion in the preseason and they held him off. We don't know if he's actually in the mix. Obviously, last year there were some pretty big raps on him. He did very well to start the season then kind of faded away a little bit. But I think this this week, if he's not in the mix and you're not hearing anything about him, he's probably a guy that's not going to be back for a long time. Uh, Ciebelo Sanatla was apparently fit last week or something, or maybe even two weeks just, just like ahead of his finger. So, uh, again, there's just some depth in the outside backs, whether you agree or not. I know there's some people that will probably be screaming at the mic saying that they have no outside backs, but uh, they, they, it is hard to kind of break into that team as well. Um, Sergio no. Peterson, SP Maria, Dylan Lades, Damien Valencia when he's playing at fullback as well. There's a few. There, there was actually a post a couple of weeks ago um, saying Kepa's visa has recovered or seemingly recovered from, from his issues. Yeah, 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 that's right. I expected him two weeks ago, but he just hasn't come back. So yeah. you never know if there's a delay there with concussion or, or what's he, He's a great um, benchy for them just because he can play lock as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I sure. think maybe he was just unlucky that Etzbeth was returning and things mm. like that around that time. <laughs> How good does he look? <laughs> Sighted. Pretty, pretty good, really. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so he's played his quota of Super Rugby this year. He has, so yeah. He's <laughs> true. He's played his game. He's out. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Kitsoff, we still haven't heard anything about this preseason hamstring injury, so mm. we don't know if it's minor and he's going to be back this week or if he's ruptured it off the bone and he's going to be gone for the year. So all I know really is, odd that it's radio silence from the Storms. All I know is that Blake is praying that he's back this year. He's. Uh... I hope he's just gone for enough weeks that Blake drops him and then I can pick him up. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sikabuzo and Notche, it was a late withdrawal from round three. Another one that the Stormers just aren't very good at giving out information on their injuries. So we don't know if he's going to be back this week starting in the eight jersey or not. Uh, the other guy that started a couple of weeks ago was Jacques Cotier, and we can all agree who the hell is that. So that brings the question up of also, um, also do you see Juan Augusta, Augustus uh, come back through who Juan they have? Sure. Uh, they had a huge rap on. I don't know, mate. Sometimes I get mixed up. But anyway, Joano Augustus, uh, big raps on him. Yes. So, 
Who do you guys think will start? Do you think if uh, if not Jess fit, do they just push him straight back in, or Augustus, who they've been talking up? Do you think he gets a run? I think Notche starts Augustus on the bench. I mean, he's he's a young prospect, and he is that type of... He's like that big ball carrier that they want, but... I, I think that's on my money. Do you think they'll play Augustus over Cutsier if Notche's not right? I think so. The wraps that they've been on him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. Well, he's a guy, if I see him on the starting position, and mm-hmm. I need a Lucy for you know, one or two weeks, I'd have a crack at him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thomas Kubeli, I'm expecting to come back into the starting side. Kubeshi? Obviously, just... Sorry, Kubeshi. Yeah, sorry, I've just... Been thrown off by the Befoshi uh, hand that we've got in everywhere. Uh, Thomas Kubeshi should get a start this week. Moyano, I've already mentioned, after being rested on the bench. Santiago, Santiago Garcia Bota came off the bench this last week uh, for his first game time of this season, coming back from an injury. So I think we just need to see where he fits in now. There's so many props that they're looking at, so uh, watch that space. He started basically all of last year. Yeah, that's right, but they obviously have a lot of top shelf, yeah. uh, maybe not top shelf, but competitive <laughs> props at the moment. Yeah. Um, the other ones that I'm looking at, Dylan Lades came back two weeks ago off the bench. He's clearly their number one fullback. Yep. So what does that mean for the rest of that line? Because pretty much everything else pushes around there. Does Valencia go to 10? Play Valencia at 10. Okay. What does that mean to JL Duplessis? Copy by that's what I'm praying for because I've got Damien Valencia. It's Jean-Luc Dupuis, mate. That's who it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dupuis. Hopefully he's gone. It's hard when there's two... I, I, actually, I, I don't actually want Harry to do better at fantasy, but I want to watch Valencia play 10 more than I, I care agree. about Harry doing better at fantasy. So, yeah, he's there you pretty go. awesome to watch. Exactly. Uh, also, SP Moran, does he just get benched or does he get yes. pushed to the wing or what happens there? Uh, Ruan Nelvis, Dan Duplessis. Dan, Dan got his first chance last week. Nell has been a bit underwhelming. What happens in that position? I like Nell. Surely Nell is going to come back through. That might have been just a rest. That's my pick as well. Mm-hmm. Wilco Lowe came back from his injury two weeks ago before the bye and got uh, back onto the bench. So he's a big chance to pass Franz Malherbe for some start time and can score some good fantasy points as well. They'll, they'll share time, those two. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Um, so the next game is the Wolves v the Reds. Um, the one person where he's on all our lips is Samaki. Do, do we see him? He's travelled. The Tongan Godzilla. Yeah, he's been travelling with them. He's been in their squad. Um, so do we see him come back on the wing? I if we do. Been, have we been getting more messages about when is Samaki back than any the, other player? The hashtag where Samaki's been going off. No right? one even cares when Reed's coming back. No. When is Samaki <laughs> back? Yeah. No, I That's, think it's because everyone... You kept seeing the last two games sitting there on the bench. But I reckon, look, he may well have just paid for his flights himself just to go back and catch up with some family. And he's just been hanging out with the team. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, look, realistically, we're not sure when the international back for the Wolves, the Japanese internationals. Um, our guess is that this may be their last week. We see them back next week. But if they do come back in this week, it's going to wreak havoc to the lineups. So if you have some Wolves players, what are you doing? And get ready to try and grab this some This is people. the week to trade them before... Yeah, why they're still valuable. Yeah, yeah, if, right. if they're starting, see if you can trade them where they Or if you're a gun like me, just pick up Salmaki last week and he'll be starting this week. It's all good. So um, the Reds have definitely lacked a bit of their strength without Patea. Um, Payawa... Yeah, yeah, um, he's been he's shown a lot of promise over the last few years. So yeah. realistically, I think him at twelve with Karevi at thirteen is a very good pairing. He got ran um, the hell over by uh, yeah, he, Anakin. He, he didn't look good this week. No. He did not look good this week. Um, Sumwell's defense is very solid at the moment. Yeah. I don't see him having too much of an impact. Oh, the, there's been very open games against the Sunwolves, To be fair. 
Out wide. Out wide yeah. it has been. It's I reckon his brief is just give the ball to Karevi. Yeah, well, of course it is when Karevi's yeah. playing 13. <laughs> that's that's always the brief for Karevi. Yeah, will definitely be doing that. Um, but yeah, hopefully that centre pairing fires against the Wolves. You're going to see a lot of line breaks for Karevi if that happens, or at least a lot of hit-ups from Karevi. Hmm. Um, a concern for us is that the Reds have a, had a lack of a good tactical kicker and realistically, a fly half. Yeah. So um, this this opens up that uh, kick return from the, the Wolves. If they're not kicking it out, they're not doing good tactical kicking, we're going to see some good strong returns from the, the Wolves. Um, there's a few things that we've we've learned over the last month. Kagi, what's number one? What did you write in there? Paper, okay, I, paper I, beats rock. No, no, I wrote that. I'll skip your, your point there. Paper beats rock, two... Rock beat scissors and three scrums beat the wolves. You have to man up in the in the front, and that's how you're going to eat you in. The only team that have dominated them have been the sharks, and that has been through forward dominance, which has paid off in that last 20 minutes. If it's an open game, the sun wolves are in that game, and it is tied. So forward love, packs beat the wolves, not I, scrums. Yeah, I just love to dominant know. scrums. I'd love to know how long it took Nelson to come up with those three points. That's what I'd like to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, your first point, penis, was really helpful. So thanks for that, mate. It, it, it didn't take long, though. Yeah, okay. So uh, there's no doubt that the Reds have the ability to dominate this forward pack in the scrums. Um, but, I mean, if we're going off the last two weeks, it's pretty concerning. They they struggled against the Crusaders, and they struggled this get week against a pretty weak forward pack in the Tars. You stink. But their lineouts have looked really, really solid. Yeah, fair. How can you execute good gameplay and take those lineouts when you don't have a, a fly-off that can kick the ball properly? Yeah, there's still some glaring holes in this no, team. There's a great solution. Just team. never kick it and just give it to Karevi. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, it. that scrum's going to be the deciding factor for me between these two teams. So, Kagi's pick is to put Karevi at 10. Yeah. Karevi at 10. Oh, I wouldn't mind it. If they win, it's due to them regaining their scrum dominance. If they can't regain that scrum dominance, the Wolves are going to win in a tight one, I'm going to say, by 7, 8 points. Excellent. Um, and the only other point I think to, in that one is pick up CFS, possibly, you know what I mean? Yeah, look, I mean... He's, could, be, he's, could be a good value pickup. He, he was quite good when he's had chances over the last few years, not just this year, and he looked really good last week. One other one I want to ask you guys, what do you make of Scott Higginbotham this year? Where's he ranking your radars? Look, Higginbotham wasn't as effective last year as he has been, but he does know how to cross that line, and he looked really hungry at a number of opportunities last year. If he is 5, 10 metres out... He is reaching out, he's ducking under people, he's doing whatever he can. He'll hurdle someone to get there. Look, I would have liked to have picked him up last week. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Scotty Higgins. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's weaknesses in his game that weren't there a few years ago. Mm. But he still offers the ability to score a try. He's not a, a top two tier back row for me. I think I think an interesting point would be um, he, he was getting more he'd get more reward from for a higher risk previously, but now I think uh, he's gonna get punished for making more mistakes. So he giving away penalties, conceding turnovers, yep. missing tackle, things like that. He thinks he's going he's to come down a bit. What position in the rankings would you be happy to have him in your loose forwards? Third loose forward? Fourth preference loose forward? Where does he need to be for you to think he's For me, well? he'd be my fourth. He wouldn't be a, a starter week in, week out for me. He'd be someone that if it's a good game that I think he'll have a okay. crack, I'll rely on him. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't. I don't think I would I'd really want him in my starting lineup at the moment until, until the Reds really turn it around. So. Yeah, cool. I agree. All right, let's move on to the next one. Highlanders versus Cru- the Crusaders. Um, this is down in Dunedin in uh, the zoo. Um, and Harry, get the dessert ready. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> notification's ready. Um, 
Uh, injuries for the Highlanders, Perry Perry Chicken, uh, as Joe Wheeler calls him, or Perry Perry Parry Parry Parkinson uh, with concussion from last week. Thomas Umanga Jensen, uh, also concussion. And Joe Grubb Moody uh, has an ankle injury. Uh, I've just added <laughs> that, that in there. It is. Yeah. Um, returning Sam Whitelock, the Crusaders captain. Uh, he's had his four first four rounds of rest weeks. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he should be back. I don't know whether it'll be from the bench or thrown straight into it, but um, I'm fairly certain we'll see him this week. Georgie Bridge, he should be back from a rest, so it's not like the Crusaders desperately are in need of any outside backs, but um, I imagine he'll be slotting back in there in the 11 jersey. Uh, David Havili, uh, he, he'll be back. Uh, Bryn, Bryn Hall, I imagine, will be back. Starting. Uh, are you saying Havili will be back? Because he's only benched. He, he hasn't been dropped. I certainly hope he's not back. I hope he's. Uh, I'm a Will Jordan owner, and be uh, I hope. <coughs> Look, he, he was playing they, great before he got benched. Um, I think they reward their system. Jordan yeah. goes to bench. I think they just they literally Jordan played out of his skin in his first ever game. They went, oh, we'll give him another go. But I, I yep. suspect David Philly probably be back. Um, yeah, Bryn Hall might be back in the starting position. I, I think they're just going to keep rotating Hall and Drummond. Um, I don't think Inari particularly lit it up, but. Um, it was. It wasn't bad, but you it know, it was solid. But he yeah. didn't do anything that said the word a lot. I still, yeah. I mean, Brian Hall came on and yeah, he scored a try, showing his world class backup line. So I yep. think um, he will probably be the, the starter again. Uh, and then for the Highlanders, Shannon Frizzell back from a rest. So will we see him just thrown straight in there? Uh, I imagine so. I really hope not. Uh, Nabung has him, who I'm playing this week <clears> in my big matchup. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll probably see some of Frizzell. Um, so, getting into this one, uh, Harry Allen to start at prop for Moody. So, uh, in terms of loose heads, they've got Harry Allen and George Bauer. Or was George Bauer the tight head backup? No, George Bauer was the tight head backup, actually, who got his uh, first cap last week because Owen Franks was out rested. Rest. Rested, not injured. No, he was on the bench. Franks? No, he wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was Michael Alto starting and George Bauer. Okay, um, you seem to be confident. And then it was the loose heads was Moody and Harrison Allen. So yeah, with Moody going, Harrison Allen. I'm not. Sh- I'm not actually sure who we're going to see the loose head replacement. Um, normally I know my props, but I uh, haven't thought this through. Um, watch this back, uh, I guess. Um, uh, how many minutes? The point is, how many minutes will Whitelock play? Look, whether he comes from the bench or um, starts, I think you know they'll bring they'll ease him into it. I think if he's starting, we'll only see him play sixty minutes or something. Um, Scotty Barrett, Richie Mwango, they're both overdue arrests, so they've played every game so far. Um, they both kind of have needed to have their all-black rest weeks, but they just haven't. So mm. Razor Robertson obviously rules the land since all the Crusaders are the all-blacks anyway. Um, well, they're not meant to play five weeks in a row as well, and this is round <clears> five, so surely they have to be rested this week, otherwise he's given them the middle finger. Yep, pretty much. Uh, Cody Taylor, I imagine, will be back starting, so... Macaleo owners, um, he's probably going to resort to the bench. And uh, whilst I imagine he will be the preferred backup for most games, I think they will perhaps uh, cycle Ben Fennell in there sometimes as well. Um, Who is quite a good player if you're needing a one-waker. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you can rely on holding on to Andrew Macaleo as your backup uh, hooker. Um, Thomas Umunga Jensen, if he's concussed, uh, we might see Tay Walden or Richard Buckman, the Barracuda, come in. Um, so Walden was out last week from a concussion? But no, he just got dropped again. He was just dropped. He just dropped. Oh, okay. Um, I like the word. Sometimes we say he was dropped, and sometimes we say he was rested. <laughs> one and the same sometimes. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, Chris, this is basically one. is Crusaders by how much? I mean, this is normally... This is, a local, this is a South Island local derby, and it gets super physical. 
Um, they really love this one, so I think I think we will see Frizzell. We'll see a lot of the big guns um, yep. playing in this one. What do we think? Crusaders by how much? I'm going to say three tries. Crusaders by three tries. Wow, that's okay. Generous, Harry. Yeah, no, I didn't think. No, know, I think it'd be closer. Yeah, I think it'd be closer. The Highlands have probably been one of the most consistent New Zealand sides so mm. far this year. I'm going to say by ten points. I'm going to say three tries. I think uh, the big the big point in this one is whether Joshua is going to start again and whether he's going to play a bit better than he did last week. Um, he, he did played, not have a good game last week. Is it fair to say that uh, the game rests on Shannon Frizzell's gigantic shoulders? I hope not, but pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I think that'll pretty much do it for that one. Uh, I guess, look, we talked about, sorry, yeah, Severus Reese, whether he gets a start again or not. Um, who knows, you know? Yeah, really is a lot with those outside backs. Yeah. It's interesting how you say the Highlanders have been consistent. They've just beaten the Rebels. Oh, no, just, just beaten the Reds. Just beaten the Chiefs, but then lost the other couple games. Great. Points, Nelson. Lions, Rebels. Yeah, so new injuries in this one was Adam Coleman with his concussion last week coming back from his first start as well. Mm. So we don't know yet if he'll be back. He must um, have a concussion every game, though, the way he throws himself into Oh, yeah. Returning also, uh, Marvin Ori had a minor groin tweak, or that's how it was listed in round three, which made him, made him miss that game. So that I think that he was a good chance for last week. So in my eyes, that means if it's minor and he could have been back last week, he's a, he's a shilling for this week. Mm-hmm. He's obviously an absolute weapon in the uh, tackles and lineouts. So he's, he's a just, he's a vital part of their forward pack. Yeah. yeah. So he's just a very good fantasy pickup for consistency's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he does anything in attack, it's just a bonus, really. But don't uh, don't rest on that. Um, so a couple of big questions on this one. The first being. Wonder Sile Semelane, what happens with him? He the was future. A weapon. The future's better. Nah, you can do better. The future too much? No, nah, you can do better. Right. Super Semelane? Do we? Yeah. That's not bad. Anyway, be he's Spider Man Semelane, actually. Um, True. Does he get another run? So he was awesome. Obviously, met of the match last week. Forst and Mapoe have been very, very underwhelming. Mapoe, especially, has just been non existent. So I think he deserves another chance, personally. I they hope look he doesn't because like, you have him, Kai. They look like tired old men, Vorster and Mapui. They do, 100%. Uh, the other guy that you really rated was Vincent Shutuka. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, look, he, so he's listed as, as Locke. He could be a smoky pickup for your fantasy managers. He's listed as Locke, played seven, uh, young, young star, 20 years old. But he just um, played really, really well last week. So he came off the bench two weeks ago for a short little interjection, but... He just really brings the energy and physicality. So he made a really big line break last week, ran maybe 40 metres down the centre of the field, gave it off to someone for a try. Um, but uh, no, he just, I, for, for mine, he looked really exciting. He fills that role for the line similar to what you say, Diamine would as well. So it's hard to see who they'd start. Mm. One of the two will get a crack, but maybe they're rotating. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Diamine is the established player, so yeah. you've got to think he's the smart money, but he's been pretty underwhelming. It's, yeah, I, it's hard to say he's established. I think Sushuka is, is like, he'd be a really good bench player to come on because he can play lock or uh, in the yeah. seven jersey. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just think they might give him another chance, um, and we'll After see. After a big win now. Yeah. Uh, Reese Hodge surely comes into the starting lineup. They they're going to start to have to start to look uh, to uh, rest some of their backs as well. They haven't really done it yet. So I'll, you know the obvious thing is that he just swaps straight in for Tom English, who needs a rest and Mister Fix It. Hmm. Um, but uh, back, there is back some to Curry Club, mate. Well, considering that yeah, that's right. <laughs> but considering that Reese Hodge can play everywhere in that back line as well, he could sub in for pretty much anybody. But I mean, we're probably unlikely to see Quaid get rested. Well, no. He's not going to come in at 10. Yeah, so he's not going to come in at 10. He's not going to come in at 12. It'll be at, yeah. Why not? He can play 12. Why is he going to come at 12? 
because they're going to rest their backs like everybody else. No, but he's not a wallaby. Meeks is not a wallaby. I agree to disagree. I think they're going to manage all their game time a little bit. I think it's possible they will, but they have been raving about this Cooper-Meeks combo. They're really loving this. I think think we've all agreed that um, Hodge, where we see him playing, is at 13. Yeah, for sure. We all think that. Uh, the Rebels front row will be back Rangi, Faulkner, Ainsley Do not pick up any of them Maybe <laughs> Rangi But really they're the weakness yeah. in the Maybe Rangi is your backup uh, And then the question comes about Luke Jones and the lock combo So if Adam Coleman is fit Luke Jones came off the bench this week But he's too good a player for that So you know there, there's some real holes in that forward pack Do we see Luke Jones play at 6? And uh, Matt Phillip and Adam Coleman take the locks, or do they just rotate through their locks, which would mean I would think Matt Phillip gets a rest this week. So I think that's one that anyone that owns the Rebels locks really needs to keep a close eye on. But, you know, especially Phillip and Luke Jones, they're good players if they start. My question is, when does Wilkin get out of the team? Um... Well, that's my last point. Who the fudge is, is uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Brad Wilkin? He, he had one or two cracks. He was at the Tars last year, wasn't he? Tars last year, yeah, he yeah started two, in the Queensland Academy as well. He had one or two cracks for the Tars and actually looked all right. Yep, I agree. Um, but, yeah, look, he, he's a fetcher and he's a seven, as Hardwick is. So, I mean, maybe we see them share game time. But, um, yeah, interesting. I think we all agree, though, that we would like to see the Jones 6 yeah, look, combo. I, I'd be putting my money on it this week. If it's not happening this week, when's it happening? Yeah, no, that's fair. Excellent. All right. Well, was that that brings us. Uh, what you gonna do with that dessert? Was that early? No, nah, I just wanted to cut him off. To be honest, look, it was very purposefully early. Then I'll let it fly. Um, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather it be early than late. So uh, as it's been in the past. All right. For dessert, um, Nelson came up with this one. So we're going to talk about the new breed. Yeah. So we're just there, there's a lot of people that have come through throughout this year. I mean, there's been some people that. have had big one weeks and, and been sitting on the bench the rest of the time. There's a few players that have really stood out week in, week out. So we thought we'd roll through some of them. Um, some of them will point out their averages throughout the year and some of them will just will point out their big scores. Starting off, we're going to do a few blokes that have done really well throughout last round. Sivu Reese. Um, if people have paid any attention, he should be picked up in your league. Even if it was a one-weeker, he is a talent Um we think he's a chance to start over Inno, but he's unlikely to unless he gets another performance or two like he he has last week. We, we think we'll see him get another shot at some point. He'll definitely get a week. shot. Well, they, yeah. they definitely like having a big unit on the wing, and yeah. at the moment they don't have that with Matteo going down. Yeah, um, they're gradually downsizing. It was Nadolo down to Tanivalu yeah. down to Matteo down yeah. to yeah. Silver um, Reese <laughs> is a hundred and six. Uh, got one hundred six points. In round, he's not 106 kilos. No, um, yeah, thank you, mate. Um, do you want to say this next name because you just say it so fluidly? Ah, my boy Wandisile Similani. Sounds good. Mm, Um, yeah, so he got 80 points, um, this week, um, which was third overall. He could be a start again for the Lions. Look, we talked about it. He looks good, he is a freak if he is available. And you can hold him on your bench, even if he's not starting, do it. Mm-hmm. Harry, do you want to take us through a couple more? Yeah, so Will Jordan has been an absolute weapon in his couple of starts, 49.7 average. I think he's likely to drop back to the bench. But again, there's, there's so much versatility around their outside backs that if they do get a run, 
that um, that I, I think he's worth a lot of points. So another guy that you can just sit on your bench and they rotate their players enough that he's going to get a couple of big scores. We've talked about how valuable Crusaders are. I think, yeah, if you've got a fourth bench spot, if you manage to pick up Reese or Jordan, you are laughing. Yeah, for laughing. sure. Uh, Josh Iwane, the second highest average firehawk so far, despite a quiet week this last week. Mm. 35 point average. and He's only 0.5 off first as well. Is that right? Yeah. He, got minus, he got minus one last week. Uh, who is first? Don't probably probably Pollard. I'd have to think. But Nelson, I'll leave Nelson to work that one out. Um, yeah. But I, I think what we can say now is that surely he's their first choice of the year. You'd think so. Like He obviously had a couple of commanding performances this week. Apart from not scoring well in fantasy, minus one points, he, he just didn't have a good game. Well, Marty Banks came on earlier this week as well. Yeah, that's because he just was not having a good game. They who would you off. say the best 10 in the world is? Best 10 in the world? Yeah. Burden Barrow? Yes. He is top fantasy 10 this year. Oh, okay, well, he's only played two games, but... Yeah. He's played them both well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. 32 and, uh, and 39 points. The last guy that I'm going to point out is HGH. HGH. The current top prop with a 47.3 average, about 10 above second place, Dylan Smith. Top, top ranger. Uh, he gets all his points, to, and top ranger, yeah. All his points from tackles, and he is a PCL... Who, which I'm not going to elaborate on. Why not? It's inappropriate. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Dylan Smith, very good. Roscoe Speckman, Speck Magic, 53 point average. Um, spectacle. The spectacle, if you will. Uh, yeah, 53 point average from all four games. So he has been lighting it up every week. And um, I think the exciting thing about him is that it's not just about uh, he's had the the luck with the ball coming out his way. He, if, if it hasn't been out his way, he's gone looking for work. Um, which is what you really want any of your wingers to do. Like Rico did a little bit this week, even though he was kind of just handed four tries. Um, he did did try to get amongst it. But um, yeah, Spec Magic is a proven proven fantasy gun so far. Uh, Uwe Helu for the... You? Helu? No, Uwe. Uwe. Is it? Definitely Uwe. We always call him you, darling. You no, do. You, you do. do, but that's fine. <laughs> you. <laughs> um, he is me and I am you, you know, from Russia. Where? Um, Sixty-eight points. Is that his average? No, he's got sixty-eight points. The sixth in round three. Sixth. All right. Whatever. Yeah, sixth overall. Sixth overall in round three. We had that massive, massive performance. Indeed. Um, And look, yeah, he's just an absolute beast. Um, He looks a bit fitter than he has in previous Darts straight through the line there when there's no pillars on defence. Um, just looks really, really good. Uh, he's clearly getting basically the freedom to do whatever he wants, as in take the ball wherever he wants on the field. And um, if he can get some more starting time, could be a valuable type of player to pick up. But could be a great one to throw on your bench. And then if he's starting, definitely chuck him in there. So I've confirmed, I've done a bit of research. It's a Germanic name, Uwe or Uva. All right, well, okay, well, you can call him that. Um, Richard Freeman calls him Uwe. But he's Pacific Island based. That's a weird pronunciation of it. All right. Well, do you want to take us on to our next son, Wolf Nelson? Gerhard? Yeah. Gerard van der Heber, <laughs> um, who we think is... I don't know. He's shown so much, but it Just could be his head. He could be his head. I think he is Reed poo. And he is poo. And he got, he got shown out this week. He's got a 47-point average, which is still really good. Um, but, I is mean, it higher I, than Rico's? Probably. <laughs> it's way higher. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not over the last week, though. Um, and then our next one's attending Nano Soturo. He's got a 42.8 average. Um, look, it's interesting. He's Peter finding Stevenson. He's finding points in a team that is getting none. Well, actually, no. To be fair, the Chiefs some still somehow get points even though they get smashed. But yeah. he finds the points in that back line. But if, if we see D-Mac go to fullback... The Sun Chiefs, sorry. If we see D-Mac go to fullback, do we see Nano Soturo drop to the bench? Does Stevenson start over him? What, what are we going to see here, mate? It's... It's up for grabs. I don't think he's got enough experience. All right, if you're asking me, yep, we will see D-Mark at 15, Nanos 2 on the left wing, and Alamalel on the right. Boom, well, perfect. Sounds the, good. Let's go. The last one I'm going to touch on is Braden Inor. He's got a 40, he got 45 Inor. points in round three and 61 in round one. Um, he can cover centre, he can cover wing, and he can actually cover fullback, and, and has done that at Mitre 10 Cup. So that experience at, at different positions is, is a real strength for them. Whether that sees him move to the bench, hopefully not. But, look, I think he's done enough to, to hold that spot. Perfect 23 jerseys, and he sounds like it. Yeah. Hopefully not. Um, Moses Sorovi. Mm. Uh, he had King one of big week. <laughs> sure. What? He had one massive week in round two with 52 points. Um, he has been a bit quiet since the Reds forward pack has been less dominant. But he's just got such a silky pass, can attack, got a bit of speed as well. So if the Reds forward pack sorts themselves out, then I think he could be a really big smoky as well. So Robbie, yeah, I like I like his style. He looked electric in that first game. Um, yeah. And then look, another another Reds player, Jordan Liz Frank Bataya. Um, we just added that in. Look, he's uh, he's going to be injured for the foreseeable future. Um, have we? We haven't heard anything about surgery, have we? He's had surgery. He had. He had surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I had it really quickly. I had on like uh, maybe Tuesday last week or something. Okay. It's actually. I can confirm he's had surgery. I'm hearing that on the commentary. Yep. Um, but I don't know how long exactly. Yep. We don't want to talk about for four months. Yeah. Four yeah. months, according to the uh, health professionals. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, what else would you say? 51 points in round two. He looked incredible. Was set for a massive year. They spent the whole week in the papers here in Australia, just building him up. And uh, really unfortunate for him to, to come to that injury. Last point. We've done set him for four months. Do we see him in the Wallaby squad for the World Cup? No. Probably not. If he's not playing Super Rugby, I mean, as much as I'd love him to, um, I don't think he, don't think that's going to happen. That's going to hurt. A man that could have been the third youngest Wallabies player mm. now might miss the World Cup. Two different injuries. Third must. That's third it. Third youngest. No, we've got, we've got a, a lot of players that have come home and been putting their hands up for this kind of stuff, so... Yeah, look, I think that'll that'll do us for our new breed. So we were just kind of covering those players that, um, uh, you know, are new players really in 2019. Not all necessarily young guns, but um, uh, exciting players that are scoring well and players that you want to have a look at. Um, yeah, I think that will pretty much do us for uh, the ninth episode of the pod. Um, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave you boys uh, with just the Dales next week. So Nelson's going to catch up in terms of the pod caps if he's uh, well, if he's might, around. We might get Nabung on or something. And we might see if we can get special guest super sub, so, Manus Skuman, oh. uh, Alex Nabung. I in, you uh, say, well, look, I'm happy for you to get to kick Nabung out and get Sumo. Look, if you they're can. on par. Are they? Are they, <laughs> they on par? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I won't be here next week to keep things under control. It'll definitely be a lot longer and more terrible. But, um, you know, just bear with us. Bear with us. I definitely sure that. <laughs> All right, fellas, we shall see you next week without the one D-car, Greg. Stay slutty.